0: الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الامين Allahumma salli ala nabiyina muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Wa man tamasaka bi sunnatihi ila yawmiddin Thumma amma ba Ya ibadullah Wa min usool ahl wa wal jama'ah Anahum la yukaffiruna ahadan min al muslimin إلا إذا ارتكب ناقضا من نواقض الإسلام أما ما كان من من الكبائر التي هي دون الشرك ولم يدوا الدليل على كفر مرتكبها فإنهم لا يحكمون على مرتكبها أي الكبائر بالكفر وإنما يحكمون عليه بالفسق Ya الْإِيمَانِ from the fundamental principles of Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah is that they don't render and consider to be a disbeliever those Muslims or they don't render the Muslims as being disbelievers except for those who commit a nullifier from the nullifiers of Al Islam. But with regards to the major sins which are less than shirk and of which there is no proof or evidence which points to the fact that the one who embarks upon it and the one who commits it has left the religion of Al Islam, then they do not render or they do not judge. As being a kafir As being a disbeliever The one who has committed The major sin Of which there is no proof or evidence Which points to That it makes a person leave al-Islam Meaning that major sin But rather They judge And they deem and consider that individual That they have committed fisk They have committed fisk Well fisk الخروج عَن طَاعَةِ The meaning of this, it means to go out and away from the obedience of Allah. So they deem the sinner as being a sinner, as one who is unrighteous, as one who is a sinner and the like. But they do not deem the sinner as being a disbeliever. And if that person does not repent from their sins, فَإِنَّهُ تَحْتَ المشيئة, Then verily he will be under the mashia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Insha'Allah, if Allah wills, له, Then he will forgive him. InshaAllah, اللَّهُ And if Allah wills, عذب, He will punish him. النار, but you will find that he will not be of those who remain inside the hellfire forever. So even if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punishes him and sends him to the fire, he will not stay in the fire forever. There will be no Muslim who will remain in the hellfire forever. And there will be no Muslim who will be punished in the fire where the Kufar are punished in the fire. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he does not treat the believer like he treats the disbeliever. So this is a very important for us to know and to understand that because a Muslim may do some actions of disobedience, because they may do some crimes, because they may embark upon some major sins, those major sins that are less than shirk, then this will not render that Muslim a non-Muslim. But they will still be a Muslim. There will be a sinning Muslim, there will be one who is a sinner, there will be one who is a criminal, because they commit acts or criminal acts and the like, but they will not be a kafir. They will not be a kafir. Naam. naam, naam, naam. And the shaykh, he says, وَقَالَ اللَّهُ تَعْلَى Allah Ta'ala, he says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرُوا أَن يُشْرَكَ بِهِ وَيَغْفِرُوا مَدُونَ ذَلِكَ لِمَن يَشَاءَ Allah Ta'ala, he says, Verily Allah does not forgive that shirk be made with him, but rather he forgives other than that to whom he pleases. Allah does not forgive shirk the crime of shirk, Allah ta'ala does not forgive it. But the crime of murder, the crime of taking intoxicants, the crime of fornication, Allah subhanahu wa Taala He forgives this to whom He pleases. But shirk, Allah does not forgive. So it's important for us to know and to understand that if a Muslim falls into a major sin, they are still a Muslim. They are not a kafir. And this is the way of Ahlul Sunnah. And it's important that we adorn ourselves with this methodology. Because this is the right methodology. This is the proper belief. This was the belief that was taught by the Prophet Muhammad Wasallam. This was the belief that was taught by the Sahaba. This is what you find those who follow them in good upon. Is that they did not render, nor that they consider the one who makes a major sin less than shirk as being a disbeliever, but rather they considered him to be a believer who was a sinner. And you'll find that the way of the sunnah is in the middle. The way of the sunnah in regards to this issue is right there in the middle. (laughs) Nam. Between the khawarij and the murji'ah the khawarij, those khawarij who they consider the one who makes a major sin as being a kafir. This is the aqidah of the khawarij. If a person makes a major sin, the khawarij say, he is a kafir. A person takes intoxicants, the khawarij they say, he is a kafir. The person drinks intoxicants or he smokes intoxicants or he commits fornication, the Khawarij say he is a kafir. He steals, the Khawarij say he is a kafir. This is wrong. This is not correct. The truth of the matter is those who embark upon these sins, they are sinners. They have committed vile acts. But they are Muslims. And between the murji'ah the murji'ah الذين يقولون هو مؤمن كامل الايمان the murji'ah they will say that the one who fornicates and the one who murders and the one who takes intoxicants and so on and so forth the murji'ah they say he has complete iman complete iman so much so that they will say he has the iman like the iman of the malaika وَالرُّسُلُ rusul that he has the Iman like the angels and the messengers. And we know this is not correct. Naam? Naam, naam, naam. And they bring as a false analogy, the statement. statement. ما, ما ما they bring this false analogy. And they say that the Iman is not affected adversely by the sin Just like righteousness doesn't benefit disbelief. Just like righteousness doesn't benefit disbelief. And they bring this false principle. And you find this is the way of the people of deviation, is they bring false principles. They bring things that may sound good, but when they are studied, when they are analyzed, you find this is not correct. This principle is not correct. The principle of the Murji'ah is false. And what it is that which points us to that it is false? An <speaking in> Zubayd. <Hebrew> Paul. Sa'al to Abu Wa'il. about al Murji'ah. Zayd or Zubayd. Zubayr he said, I asked Abu Wa'il about the Murji'ah. I asked him about the Murji'ah. <laughs> so Abu Wail, he said, حَدَّثَنِي عَبْدُ اللَّهِ أَنَّ النَّبِي صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ قَال Muslim الْمُسْلِمِ Remember the Murji'ah they say sins don't affect your belief, sins don't affect your iman. This was the statement of the murji'ah so when he came to Abu Wa'il and he asked him about the murji'ah, he responded and he said that Abdullah has narrated to me that the, the Prophet wasallam he said that cursing and verbally abusing the Muslim is fusuq, is a vile heinous sin. That which will bring one outside of the obedience of Allah is a vile sin. And fighting him is disbelief. So you find two sins. One, speaking bad and verbally abusing a Muslim. And you find fighting against a Muslim. And if you do one, speaking bad about the Muslim, it brings you down to what? To so here, to fish. But if you were to fight the Muslim, then it brings a person down to what? To kufr which shows that what that sins adversely affect a person's what iman and it's important to note as a side point that the issue of kufr of fighting a muslim is from two directions meaning if an individual deems it okay he deems it permissible to fight against and to kill muslims then this of course is kufr meaning the type of kufr Riddah, that he's making halal that which Allah has made haram. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has rendered the blood of the Muslims haram. The Prophet sallam has rendered the blood of the Muslims haram. So a person were to unjustly fight against the Muslims and to kill them, and then to deem that as being okay, acceptable, it's allowed and the like. Then of course, due to that belief, he will be going against and be lying. Allah Ta'ala's prohibition of that and the prohibition of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam of that so of course that contradiction and going against and belignment of the Kitab and the Sunnah will make a person leave the Deen of Al-Islam but if they were to fight against the Muslims, Muslims on Muslim fighting not believing that it is okay then this is kufr, kufr then this is the disbelief under major disbelief, the minor disbelief. Naam, because it coincides with the actions of the kufar, because it is from the kufar to fight the Muslims. But it is not that which will render him a non-Muslim. So you want to highlight this point. And what is the proof? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, Allah ta'ala, He says in surah Hujurat, that if two parties from amongst the believers, if two parties, two groups from amongst the believers fight each other, Allah Ta'ala, He says, then bring about reconciliation between the two parties. Bring about what? Reconciliation between the two parties. But Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, He's called both parties, what? Believers. And if two parties from the believers, those who have Iman, do what? Fight each other, then make reconciliation between the both of them. Which shows us that what? That the mere fighting, Muslim upon Muslim fighting, does not mean that both of those parties are kufar because Allah Ta'ala called them what? Believers. Believers, ma'am. So it's important that we understand this, that what is meant by kufar here, inside of this hadith, will be, could be understood from two ways. We find that this hadith is a pure refutation of the mruji'ah because it shows us that sins adversely affect a person's iman. So Ahlul Sunnah, we are in the middle. We don't make takfir on a person who does a major sin less than shirk. And at the same time, we're not like the mruji'ah who say that sins don't affect your iman. Ahlus Sunnah, we're right in the middle. We're right in the middle. With regards to this, and it's important that we adorn ourselves with this in all aspects, in all of our thinking, that we adorn ourselves with this aqidah. Not that we adorn ourselves with this aqidah when it's convenient. And then, when we have some alternative agenda or so on and so forth, then we turn a blind eye to it. But that this is our aqidah in every single situation, this is our aqidah. هذا أقول قولي هذا لي ولكم فإنه هو الغفور الرحيم بسم الله والحمد لله والسلام على رسول الله وبعد ومن أصول أهل السنة والجماعة إن from the fundamental principles of أهل السنة والجماعة وجود طاعة is that we have to obey those who are the authorities over us. We have to obey the Muslim authorities. Wallachul <laughs> Murul Muslimin Malam Yamur or Malam Yamuru Bima Suyatin. Faither Amaru Bima Suyatin, Fala Tajuzutatum Fiha, Wotabka Taatuum Bilma Ruf Figariha. It's a very important point is that we have to obey the Muslim rulers as long as they do not command us to do sin and if they command us to do sin in a particular issue then it is not allowed for us to obey them in that issue but we still have to obey them in that which is good that which is ma'roof in other affairs so in that particular issue we don't obey them. But this doesn't remove the fact that we have to obey them in everything else. We still have to obey them. Allah Ta'ala he says, "Ya amanu, Allah wa rasul wa ulu amri Allah Ta'ala he says, "O you who believe, obey Allah and obey his messenger and those who are in authority over you, obey them." We have to obey our Muslim rulers. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, The Prophet ﷺ, he said that I advise you, command you with having fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And to hear and obey, to hear and obey the Muslim ruler Even if a slave were to become your ruler you have to hear, you have to obey. Naam. and we see that. Disobeying the Muslim ruler is to disobey the messenger. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. When a person disobeys the Muslim ruler. They are in fact disobeying the Prophet wasallam, And this is acting in accordance to the statement of the Prophet wasallam. Whoever obeys, whoever obeys the Amir, Whoever obeys the Amir, then verily he has obeyed me. And whoever disobeys the Amir, then he has disobeyed me. Famous hadith collected by both Al-Bukhari and Muslim. It is a must that we obey the Muslim rulers as the Prophet has commanded us to do as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to do. And they see that we make salah, we see that we pray behind the Muslim ruler. Wal jihad and that we fight jihad alongside of him. Wa dua salah and that we ask that Allah rectify them. We make dua for them. Many of us complaining. When I mean us, I mean the Ummah. Unfortunately complaining, going against the Sunnah of the Prophet complaining about the ruler here, complaining about the ruler there. Have you asked Allah to guide him? Have you made dua for him? But when the greatest means, the greatest means of rectification is the begging of Allah to rectify those who are in need of rectification. Have we taken the means? Have we asked Allah to guide them, to make them better, to make them of those who do what He loves and is pleased with? Have we done that? Have we taken the means? Asking Allah to make them upright. And have we taken the means of munaf Have we taken the means of trying to advise And to send to them advice through the proper legislative means of giving it advice? Have we done this? Which brings us to the next point. From the usul of Ahlul Sunni Wal Jama'ah Tahrim Khuruj Ala Walaatul Umur Is that it is haram, it is prohibited to revolt against the leaders of the Muslims. Those who have done a mukhalifah, they have done something that goes against al-Islam. Min دون kufr that which is less than kufr Those who have done something that doesn't make them kufar, but they have with them sins. And now we go back to the original point. Is that we don't make takfir on someone because they make sins. But you will find people who when it comes to this bab, you will find they are khawarij. They will come in and tell you we have to get rid of president so-and-so, down with king such-and-such, give rid a sultan so-and-so, give it a sheikh so-and-so and so on and so forth. When you ask them why, they will say, oh look, he does this, look, he does that, things, and they mention sins. Then don't turn around and say, he's not a Muslim, It's not a Muslim country, why? Because he got these sins, ya yeah, Salam When it come down to yourself, when it come down to an individual from these people who are astray, you find the murji'ah. When it comes to them, they murji'ah. I'm a, I'm a mu'min, I got perfect iman, can't nobody tell me nothing, I know what's in my heart, so on and so forth, murji'ah, when it comes to themselves. Look at what you not doing. No, it's okay. I got good iman. My heart is white. Yes, salam. But then when it comes to the ruler, do the same foolishness you do. Oh no, he a kafir. Now they become khawarij. When it comes to the ruler now, now they khawarij. Know him? Say, He a kafir. Now he khawarij. Why? Why he a kafir? Look what he did. He took a trip to Europe. Yes, salam. Now he a kafir. Look at what he did. This, this, that, and the third. Now he a Catholic. Yeah, Salam. look at you. Oh, he not just. You ain't just. Oh, he not fair. You ain't fair. They don't rule by the book of Allah. You don't rule by the book of Allah. But when it come to himself, he's murji When it come to the ruler, khariji. This is why it's important that we have a consistency in our aqidah not you believe in stuff when it's convenient for you and now you want to flip around like a dying fish on a shore but that we are consistent we are consistent because the truth is more beloved the truth is more beloved the truth is more beloved than our country the truth is more beloved than our family The truth is more beloved than ourselves We supposed to love the truth more than we love ourselves Even if the truth is against us, we speak with the truth Even if the truth is against us, we speak with the truth If you wrong, you wrong Don't try to make excuses Don't try to bring all these words You wrong, you wrong Why? The truth is more beloved even than ourselves So don't play games we have to be of those who are consistent. And this is the way of Ahle Sunnah. They are those who their feet are firm. They're not those who go with any and every call. They're not, goals. They're not those who have an opinion today, something totally opposite of that tomorrow. In this situation, they like this. That situation, they like something else. But we are those who our beliefs are consistent. They don't waver. We don't change our belief when it suits us. No. We didn't find the Prophet doing this. Did you find Abu Bakr or Omar Uthman Ali doing this, changing up the aqidah when it suits them? Having one aqidah in the land of the Muslims, but then when they was in Persia fighting against Rome, take another aqidah? One aqidah in Medina, another aqidah in Sham? You don't find them like this. They were consistent. So we have to be consistent. And the Shaykh he brings a beautiful point of why we don't fight against the Muslim ruler. The Shaykh he says, the reality, is that you find that the people, they act in accordance to the way of the Mu'tazi. Those who say that fighting against the ruler is from calling to good and forbidding evil, Fighting the ruler is not from calling to good and forbidding evil. Fighting the ruler is calling to evil and forbidding good. Look around the Muslim lands. Those populations who decided they want to fight the ruler. Look at the chaos. Look at the instability. Look at the destruction of the economy and everything else from the evils that followed. Look at everything of evil that followed. Look at where they at right now compared to where they was at when they had a ruler upon them that had some issues. Look at this situation. The Shaykh says that fighting against the ruler, it has therein many things that are dangerous, many dangerous, many tremendous dangers. He said from chaos, from the spread of facade, and from breaking up our kelima. Now we have disunity. And then you look across and you find where this is happening, and you find that the, the Sunnis are what? Losing the land. Because you want to make khrooj, you want to go and fight. Right, 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 right. Now you have over your shiai, rafidi. Now there's corruption. Now you open the door for the kufar to come in and to take your natural resources and use it for themselves. Now they're benefiting over what's in our land, but we're not benefiting from it. All of this is because of what? Because you want to fight the ruler. Now look where you at. Just look inside the paper what's going on right now today in Egypt. Look at the instability, fears of a potential civil war, the chaos, complaining about the economy, what fool thinks. A military coup or a deposement of the Muslim ruler is going to strengthen your economy. Who's going to want to do business with you? Who's going to want to visit your lands and spend money as tourists and your land is unstable? How is that going to be better for your economy? How is that going to create jobs? But you'll find this is the foolishness, this is the, the, the stupidity. Ahl al-Bidah Ahl al-Bidah are not known for their smarts They're known for their foolishness They're known for their gross ignorance And when you take the way of the khawarij When you're taking the way of the dogs of the hellfire What do you expect? You took the way of a dog of the hellfire Do you think there's going to be some good at that? Do you think that a people Who the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Called the dogs of the hellfire Will have something in their methodology That is good That is good Ahlus Sunnah, al-Kelima, al-Aqidah is one. One, 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 one. You have to be patient. People want to see immediate change. People want to see the Islamic State immediately come about in an instant. Did behight. Of the Ummah, come overnight. Did the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam receive revelation in Mecca, and then in an instant, Islam was dominant in the land? Or did it take time? When those ones came complaining to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he was sitting in the shade of the Kaaba. And he was explaining to them the trials and tribulations of the believers who came before us. Ora, 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 what did the prophesied? me tell them. He said, Well, I, he said, Well, I can He said, But you are people who want to rush, you have no patience, you want to rush. Did Islam spread all the way to the western shores of Africa, all throughout Europe and Asia overnight? It took time, if it took time for the best of mankind, if it took time for the best generation Why do you think that you, lowly generation, are going to see change overnight? Especially when you're not doing what they did to receive what they got This is pure stupidity When most of the Muslims are not practicing Islam, how do you think Islam gonna spread? We, right here locally, many of us, straddling the line. Like we got one foot in Islam, another foot in Jahiliyyah. We Muslims in the masjid, we hoods around the way. And you think, what, Islam just gonna spread all of a sudden overnight here? Just because what? Cause that's what you want? That's what you wish? A lot of people out there wish to be millionaires, die broke. It's cause you wish it don't make it, don't mean it's gonna happen. You gotta take the right way. To achieve that what you're looking to achieve So don't fall into the hype When people start talking what they're talking don't fall into the slogans and the propaganda of the Khawaris when they start trying to justify what they want to justify. The bottom line is, the only way that leads to success is the way that was taught to us by the Prophet Muhammad wasallam. Period. I don't care what your political party said. I don't care what your sheikh said. I don't care what you thought about. I don't care. The only way that leads to success is the way of the Prophet Muhammad wasallam. ya ibad نسأل سعى لي واترقني وياكم لما يحبه ويرضى وان يجعلنا من الذين يستمعون قولا فيتبعون أحسنا وان يجعلنا من إذا أعطى شكر وإذا بطولى صبر وإذا أذنب استغفر فإن هؤلاء ثلاثة علوان سعادة فأقيموا الصلاة وإن الصلاة تنها عن الفشائ والمنكر